We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we will talk about that loss versus the Green Bay Packers. We'll also crown our oopsie doopsie in Battle of the Week on episode 154 of the Pride Podcast. Yo, what is going on guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 154 on the Blue Wire Network. Today's episode is going to be sponsored by BetOnlineIndeed.com and Pepsi. I am your host Tyler, joined by my main guy as always, Pierre. We don't have Malcolm today, but how are you doing after this Lions-Packers game on this Sunday night? Uh, um... It hurts a little, I'm not gonna lie, it does hurt a little. But like they 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 played their asses off. Like this is not a game where we're like, oh, like fire this guy, fire this guy. It's not like one of those games. Like they played their ass off for a bevel. So Yeah, hundred percent. It's just like they don't have the personnel on defense. It's tough. Yeah, we'll get more into that. But like I mentioned, yeah, no Malcolm today in this episode. And Pierre, do you have any quick uh, injury thoughts? Because the Lions had some injuries in this game. Um I believe Daryl Roberts had a hip injury. Matthew Stafford had a ribs injury. And then Marvin Jones, like, he kind of went out for a play and he came back, but it was towards the end. So that's something to monitor during this week as well. So all three of those injuries are something to monitor. Obviously, Stafford's injury, he was getting x-rays right after the game. Didn't speak to the media. So we'll probably know the results of those tomorrow or tonight. Yeah. And 
something to mention. Obviously, if you watch the game, he didn't finish out the game. It was Chase Daniel. He closed out the game and had one drive with the team. So um, that's something that's going to be interesting. It's going to be a question me and Pierre just actually had before we um, before we started the show. We asked each other, we're like, I think this is it for Stafford for this year? Or, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting. So that's something to definitely monitor rest away and you know these next upcoming days to see what the lines end up doing with that but three games left it's going to be interesting decision what they do with matthew stafford all right but now i want to talk about this game uh the detroit lions obviously played a very close game with the green bay packers and you mentioned yourself uh daryl bevel he had his boys fighting this game and the final scores ended up being 31 24 and the game came down all the way to the end i mean it was competitive it was close you know, what's something you took away from this game and Daryl Bevel? Um, guys are fighting for him, you know. Um, it's like, I don't know. I just love his aggressiveness. Great clock management, great time management. Um, guys are fighting for him. They're playing for him. They're playing really hard on offense and defense and special teams. Um, he's aggressive. Um, and I really think he deserves a chance at getting an interview. By chance, I don't mean like one of those, like when they gave Jim Bob Cooter and Cheryl Lawson chance. I mean, there's like a legitimate chance to be interviewed. I'm not saying he'd be in my number one choice, but I wouldn't necessarily be mad if they heard. I still want to see more, though. Yeah, we were texting about this, and you're like, you said, I, I want Dobev to get a first shot. I wanted to get a first shot at being the next head coach of the Detroit Lions. You've seen enough in these uh, last two games to maybe convince you where he deserves a first shot, and I think that's fair because, I mean, Dale Bevel, he got a win in his first game versus a divisional opponent, and then his second game at home versus a very good Green Bay Packers team. Went all the way toe-to-toe with Aaron Rodgers and that Green Bay Packers and looked very competitive in that game. And right. his team fought for him all four quarters. No debate, right? Yeah. So I think he'll get that first shot. Um, I'm, I'm currently on the boat where I want to see a little bit more from Daryl Bevel. But, I mean, we got three games left. I mean, we'll see what his personnel looks like. Is he going to have Matthew Stafford as quarterback? Is it going to be Chase Daniel? But, I mean, regardless, I guess what ends up happening in the next three games, uh, you know, maybe that goes up or goes down. But... I think regardless of what happens, Daryl Bevel gets a fair shot at being the next head coach of the Detroit Lions. And it's going to be interesting, you know, you know how, how, you know, the Detroit Lions, you know, answer that. Because Daryl Bevel, like you mentioned, man, like he turned this complete shithole team that we were saying, this team is complete garbage. The personnel was garbage when this was all Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn. We were talking about weeks and weeks and even a full year because last year we were talking about this a whole year of saying how bad this team was. And how effortless this team was! You made one transition on the coaching, uh, on the coaching staff and general manager, and this team is almost looking to hold 360. This team went from looking like a bottom five team in the NFL to now looking like a gritty team that's going to compete with you, you know, any week. And now it makes you like wonder: What if Daryl Bevel gets his guys in? Like, what if Daryl Bevel could build a team he wants to build? Because, I mean, just look at the offense the last two weeks compared to all year. And all three years, I guess you could essentially, maybe outside of last year, but just look at this year. Look how bland, look how like disgusting that offense was out before these last two games. And you weren't playing some, you know, weak ass defense these last weeks. You played the Chicago Bears, who only allowed seven points this week to the Texans, Deshaun yeah. Watson, the Texans. I guess no Will Fuller, no Brandon Cooks, whatever. But seven points to the Houston Texans team. All right, let's go this week. You played the Green Bay Packers. Um, I mean, they put up 24 points. They looked competitive all the way. They had a chance at the end. I mean, if it weren't for Aaron Rodgers killing all that clock, they probably would have scored more points. They didn't have much of a time possession. I actually took a picture when Fox put up the the time possession in the second half. This was in the third quarter. Hold up. I got to pull this up real quick. 
Green Bay Packers own the time of, pos- time of possession for 12.39. They own the ball for 12 minutes and 39 seconds in that, in that third quarter. The Lions had the ball for 1 minute and 21 seconds. Mm. I mean, that that is insane. That's insanity. How many drives do the Lions have in the second half? Three? Three not four? a lot. I yeah, don't know. It felt lot. like Green Bay like pretty much had like the entire third quarter to themselves, pretty much. Felt like that, at least. And, I mean, it was close, man. It was a competitive game. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with me. I agree with you, man. I think Dale Bevel gets a fair shot, and he deserves that fair shot. So, Yeah. But, all right, we talked about the offense. The offense looked better this week, and it looked better last week, like we mentioned after Dale Bevel. But let's now transition to this defense. 2020 has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is crucial. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job sites according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there is no long-term contracts. And now... Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resume on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best available offer anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks to the natural athleticism or commitment or or bearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they join another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. Whether you're in your basement, watching the Detroit Lions in your Lions man cave, or if you're deciding to crash your neighbor's house with an arch rival of your favorite team. Why are you here, big dog? We don't even like the same team. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through the day through any game day. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who plays the game, it's made for who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. This is defense, man. Um, this was something I was scared of going to this game. There's a lot of mismatches. We said there was not one favorable match for this Detroit Lions defense where it came to you know the pass rush, giving too much time to Aaron Rodgers, these corners not being able to keep up with a guy like Devontae Adams, the Lions run defense being able to stop a guy like Aaron Jones. So you, you now watch the game. What would you take away from this Lions defense in a positive or a negative way? Um, I thought, I mean, their run defense wasn't perfect, but I thought – it was solid, like it, it was okay. Um, and then, obviously, Devontae Adams gave him a lot of issues. Marcus Velda scaling gave us issues, and even Robert Tunney had a couple. Uh, like he didn't really go off, but he had some crucial catches as well. Big so catches. yeah, I mean, yes. the first down in the game, um, touchdown Jelani Tavida. You know, make it a two score game. Yeah. So the defense has issues, right? Um, we talk about how slow they are up front, with, especially with Jelani Tavida. I mean, the guy can't shed blocks. He can't cover. He's slow. If I was the coach, he wouldn't be active. But 
maybe maybe that's a little harsh. Um, I want to see like some Jalen Reeves maybe not there. He actually has some speed to him, and see what he could do. It's not like he's worse than Tavai, is he? Yeah, Tavai, man. I mean, this guy, he's just so lost every time he's on the field. I mean, what was it? Third and 14, third and 12, looking like we can get the ball back, maybe only give a three points to Green Bay Packers, or I don't remember where exactly where they were on the field. I think it would have been a field goal opportunity, but third and 12. All you have to do is cover your zone, and like I think it was Tony that caught or Scantley, one of them. I mean, this guy is just so lost. He doesn't know where he is on the field, I and mean, he's not fast. He's not athletic. They're like I just don't see why he still gets playing time. And I, I mean, this is something that we talked about, and I don't need to get into. But how, where did Bob Quinn see this guy to draft him in the second round? I don't know. We talked about this a lot of times. Um, <laughs> yeah, like it's not worth mentioning again. But like, I, I'm just so confused. I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know what they saw in him, but actually, I do know what they saw in him. They saw a big guy who could, like, he was good against the run and stuff, but he just hasn't been there. He's not even good against <laughs> the run. That. That, that was, that's what they saw. And they saw a guy who could, who's versatile as well, kind of could play Mike, Jack, and uh, what's the other spot called? Will, Sam, whatever. I mean, um, Whatever. So they thought he could play multiple positions. Uh, I mean, he could, but he's not good. He could play anywhere. He could play corner for all I care. He's, <laughs> it's the same thing. He's not I mean, good. Yeah, he's just not good. He's not a good player. It's like, okay, uh, you know, hey, Tyler, you could take a math class, a science class. Okay, I have that option to take it. Am I going to do good in it? Probably not because I'm not good at math or science. I could do it, but, like, I'm not good at it. I'm not going to get a grade. That, like, saying Jelani Tavai could play all linebacker spots. That does not mean shit if he's not good at I know, I know. spots. <laughs> I know, but like, that's what they saw in him. He could play multiple spots, um, but like he's slow. And I told, like, if this was the 1980s, he probably would have been a star, right? But like, we're in 2020. <laughs> like, you need fast linebackers. I don't know what Bob Quinn and Matt, what they saw, like their vision. I really don't know their vision. Like, looking back, what was their vision on defense, or what is their vision really? Like, it's just it sucks that we're set up like this far off. Like, we have we don't really have much in this front seven to build around. I saw you tweet something that I wish we had someone in this front seven that's a playmaker, someone that can make a difference in this game. And you're exactly on the money. We don't have one guy in the front seven yeah. who I'm looking at like, oh, this guy. Like, hey, Nick Bosa. You don't look at anybody in the Lions front seven. You're like, whoa, Jelani Tavai. No, like that is just not a thing, you know, it, it, and it, it sucks. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously, Trey Flowers here, but Everson Gardner, but even when Trey Flowers out there, it's not like he's like a 10, 12 sack guy. He's just no, not that guy. I mean, when you're game planning, you're, let's say, uh, not even as far as a defense or offensive coordinator, let's say just as far as an opposing team podcast doing something that we do, break down the game. And you know how we look at guys, we're like, oh, Kenny Clark, it's going to be tough to run on him. Oh, Jahir Alexander, that's a tough corner. Like, when other teams or other uh, podcasts are breaking down the Detroit Lions, is there literally any one guy you're like, oh, Trey Flowers? No, there's not that one guy. Um, There is, like, like one guy, but, I, like, he broke out this year. It, it's Romeo Quara. But even then, I mean. You're not saying, whoa, look at Romeo You're not Quara. saying, whoa, you're just saying this kid, like, shows a lot of effort. He plays his ass that's off. That's what you yeah. say about him. But, that's not saying, yeah. But they like, don't really um they, they don't have a dog on defense. They have like some solid average players, but you need like a couple dogs. Every defense should have a couple dogs. If you don't, you're just not going to be good. Like I don't know if you've noticed, in every breakdown we do, talk about every other team, there's usually at least always at least one guy we're like, oh, look out for this guy. I mean, this guy's a difference maker. This guy is a playmaker. Yeah. 
when you talk about the Detroit Lions, you straight up just don't have that anywhere on defense. I mean, you talk yeah. about the offense, different. But when you get into the defense, there's nothing there. I mean, I don't know, man. So, obviously, we had a tough task for Amani Oruwariye. He was on Devontae Adams, had some ups and downs. What would you overall take away from him? Started off really, really rough. Um, bounced back nicely. But then, kind of like towards the end, had like a really, I don't know if it was a bad tackling effort. Or it was just like, I got to go back and watch that. But he, he should have tackled Devontae Adams there. No, when you're playing man, if you don't tackle him, the the next guy's the safety, and the safety is really deep. Yeah, I mean that one touchdown he gave up, not the Devontae Adams, not the first one. That was on him. The Valdez Scaling one, the Marquez Valdez Scaling one. I mean, that was a heck that's of a catch. Heck of a catch, heck of a pass by Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Amani already honestly did everything he could in that, and yeah, I mean that's just a you tip your hat to Valdez Scaling for making right. that play, and you tip your hat to Aaron Rodgers for making that play too. But I mean, I don't know. Uh, and another one I want to ask you about, two guys returning back this week, Austin Bryant, Deshaun Hand. I mean, somewhat of an impact. What did you see from those guys? Yeah, I saw a couple of pressures from Deshaun Hand, and Austin Bryant had a nice tackle for a loss. So I don't know if it was two or one, but I did see Deshaun Hand like have some plays where he kind of affected the quarterback. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was nice to see that. Uh, but I do want to say one thing about Devontae Adams. He even makes like great corners look stupid. So no, he does. I mean, look at yeah, this. Like, we, got, we got to bring that up. I mean, the guy is just a baller. He has probably one of the best releases in the NFL. And him and Keenan Allen, they're both up there. And you're bringing up with one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL ever. Yeah, so you have, like, a great quarterback, a great wide receiver, and, I mean, that's that's all they really need. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers was pretty spot on this game. I mean, he was at a point where he was, a, I believe, 10 for 10 or 11 for 11. I mean, he was accurate, very accurate, yeah. looked very good. But I think something we should mention and I'm not going to say the game falls on this because it didn't. But the officiating, I mean, that was not clean. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was many flaws in the officiating. And I'm not going to go as far and say the game was on the officiating. I'm not going to go as far as Detroit versus referees, Detroit this, whatever. I'm not going to go as far as that. But there was some bad officiating in this game. Um, I mean, sometimes right with the Lions, was, defense was coming off the field. It, it came down to where it was the first drive in the second half. It looked like the Lions got a three and out. Yeah. And I'm I'm a pumped. I'm like, yes, let's go. Me too. We, we got a three and out. Uh, I'm ready to I'm ready to get the you know the partners. I'm ready to see Agnew on the field. And then I mean, they didn't even announce what the I mean they announced it was a holding on the broadcast but they never showed the referee calling you know what the flag was. And it's like, oh, there was a holding on the defense. Automatic first down. I'm like, huh? What? <laughs> I mean, that sucked. They didn't even show like play and it was like a super late call it was just kind of like odd to be honest it was weird man like i thought the lines defense was or lines offense was about to come on the fields and yeah i mean i was pumped 14 14 game which forced a three and out to start the second half that's huge because the lines had a tough time stopping green bay and i mean obviously they're the number one scoring offense in the nfl so it's tough to stop that team so you get excited when you force three mm-hmm. and out so that sucked and then it was um it was the marvin jones play I mean, that Marvin Jones play looked like he, he got two feet down. It would have been on the one-yard line, and the Lions, they ended up catching in that drive. But I mean, something to mention, that's the drive that Matthew Stafford got pummeled, and that's the drive he got. And, you know, he got almost killed. I mean, Kenny Clark folded him. Mm-hmm. And if they call that Marvin Jones play a catch, I mean, maybe you're avoiding that. Another one I saw, end of the first half, personal or uh, should have been a pass interference, in my opinion, on the Quintez Cephas one. So... A lot of missed calls, a lot of weird calls in this game. I mean, 
I'm not like I said, I'm not gonna blame it on that, but I think it's something that we it is fair to mention, obviously. Yeah. Well, if if you look at the end of the half, that happened like in the end zone, right? Yeah. Isn't the rule? Yeah, by one. So I, you obviously you sh- minimum you get three there, and then um, obviously the one the thing would the ball would be down at the one. I think I really think Marvin Jones caught that. I don't know what the ref saw. I saw the toe drag swag. Um, I really don't know what Al Riveron saw or whoever the hell is in charge of that that call. I thought it was a catch, and it's not even like I don't think even us being biased, honestly, because the whole broadcasting crew thought it was a catch. Dean Blandino, uh, who like Dean Blandino, like. I mean, he's pretty spot on with this calls. I mean, like, yeah, right. But we don't like, like him for other reasons. Like, like, like what Dean Blandino says is usually right, just because you know he's a former official. It just usually happens. Like you might not agree with Dean Blandino, but what usually Dean Blandino says is correct. If it was Mike Pereira, I would even be this frustrated. But it was Dean Blandino. Dean Blandino, and he says it's pretty correct, and he thought it was a catch. So I don't know, man. That that, that was tough. So. I ended up scoring on that drive, but like I mentioned, man, that's the drive that Stafford got killed, so maybe avoid that. Yeah, and it's just like, it kind of felt like to me that the refs wanted the Packers to win. I, I don't know, though. I mean, it is what it is, though. You know, like later in that drive, you mentioned the one where they did the three and out. The Lions had a chance at third and 14, and then the Packers guy chips one of the players, and all the D linemen just fall. Like, yeah. they're all on the ground, and Rodgers really has all day to throw and then Tavai was actually there but he he didn't make the play yeah. they actually had three lions in that zone they kind of like found the soft spot it looked like a zone so he tagged uh Tavai's zone <laughs> yeah so um there's not really much like yeah you can blame it on coaching but then on, on the refs not on coach i'm sorry on the refs but then like third and 14 you got to convert that that's third and 14 like yeah the packers are the number one third down um, offense, and if you're third and long, you have to get a stop somehow, some way. Especially if you want to give your chance to win. So oh, they have their chances. Yeah, you saw that. I mean, I didn't know that they were the number one team in third down, but you saw that this game. They converted on every single third down. It seemed like the yeah. Lions' defense could not get off the field on third down. They would force two stops and you know make it even second and long or third and long some plays. They could not get off the field, man. It was it was tough. I mean, the pass rush just wasn't getting home. Rogers, I mean. It's Rodgers. You give him any sort of time, he's going to find somebody. He's just that good of a quarterback. And the broadcast brought it up, and, I mean, this is nothing new. But just look how relaxed he looks in the pocket. I mean, he'll look at all his reads. I mean, he'll take his time. If he doesn't have anything, okay, I'll run. I'll score. He's, he did it with his legs today. He scored a touchdown with his legs. Yeah. He's just that good of a quarterback. So, man, I mean, he, he's so frustrating to play against. I, I mean, that's a – if you're a defensive coordinator, that's a guy that that makes you stay up overnight and you're trying to game plan against him. And you're probably never going to figure it out because he's just that good of a quarterback and he's been yeah, doing it for so long. You just have to like play your style and just hope that it works kind of thing or just kind of like try to get him a little off his game. Yeah. Let's get into the oopsie doopsie and baller of the week. All right. Let's do it. All right. Pierre, baller of the week, man. Who, who are your options this week? Daryl Bevel. Okay. Well, one thing I actually I want to mention, though, uh, I want to mention a couple guys, though. These are like kind of like my runner up sort of, if you want to say that. Matthew Stafford, he was sharp all game. He had like one throw to Marvin that kind of he oversailed it. That could have been a touchdown or at least long completion. Danny Amendola had some big time catches. And then uh, Muhammad Sanu and TJ Hawkson have came in the clutch. Um, Sanu has been like a really good pickup. He's shown it. He doesn't really look bad. Like, he doesn't look trash how he was with the Niners and with the Falcons. I mean, with the Patriots last year. So, he's fit in well with this offense. 
Um, but but the reason why I give it to Daryl Bevel is because he was aggressive. He managed the game well. He didn't really make a coaching error. Um, he made Green Bay mouse a two-minute offense, and then he gave his team a chance with three timeouts to score. They didn't, but like he gave him at least a chance, right? You want that in your head coach. And then also at the end, he gave his team a chance with the onside kick as well. So Daryl okay. Bevel, um, it just sucks that we lost. Like I said, this hurts a little, but it is what it is. I agree, man. Daryl Bevel, I, I liked everything he did, man. He made the offense creative. I mean, there wasn't really much of the game. I'm like, Daryl Bevel, what are you doing? I mean, the whole game, I'm like, okay, this is this is nice. This is a different, you know, yeah. this is different. Like a shovel pass in the end zone? Okay, I see you, Bevel. Like, it was nice. And he used everybody. Like, he gets everybody involved. As, uh, like you mentioned, Hawkinson, uh, Marvin Jones, Sanu, Quintess Cephas, Agnew. Like, everybody's getting involved. Uh, more DeAndre Swift, a little less Adrian Peterson. Carry on Johnson some carries. Like, it, it's nice. It's a little nice mix of everything. and. Mm-hmm. I agree, man. I've liked the offense the last two weeks, and I want to see how it continues these next three games when you play teams like the Titans, Bucks, and the Vikings. But no, man, I have no disagreement. I think Del Bevel deserves a spot of the week. Yeah, we just have to see these next three weeks if Stafford will play or not. Obviously, if Stafford's not out there, it's a different story. I mean, it's hard to win without him. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to win with him you know, when you have this. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, no, definitely makes it a lot more difficult when you have a guy like Chase Daniel leading the way with you. So, all right. So I thought, he was, I thought he was good. Uh, Chase Daniel was good, like, in his limited time. Made a big time made a big time pass to Marvin Jones, uh, fading back on a big third down. And then it was the third down, third and goal. He had TJ Hawkinson. He kind of missed him. But I wish he took some more end zone shots. But, I mean, it is what it is. They were down 10 points anyways. And right. would have, you know, needed to recover the onside kick regardless. So it ended up mattering at the end of the story. But, okay, that's, you know, that's fine. All right. Oopsie doopsie the week now. Oh, boo-hoo. Let me play a sad song for you on the world's smallest violin. Oh, I don't think this one's a surprise one bit, and that's Jelani Tivai. Oh, my God. Jelani Tivai, man. Oh, I mean, do I need to explain why he's the oopsie doopsie the week? Like, No. Like, uh, it used to be Matt Patricia getting the crown of this. Uh, Matt Patricia has a trophy. He is now gone. Bob Quint's gone. So I need to reward somebody now for this for this segment. And I think Jelani Tavai is the front runner. I think Jelani Tavai, like you like you think Daryl Bevel deserves, deserves a fair shot at head coach. I think Jelani Tavai deserves to be a front runner for Oopsie Doopsie the Week candidate and champion now. So um he's he's getting interviews right now, but I think right now with my search and my firm, I think he's leading the way right now. So um, we'll see if he ends up winning the trophy at the end of the year. But right now, I mean He's making a strong case right now, but Jelani Tavai, if that is your gold win oopsie doopsie of the week for the year, you're doing a hell of a job. I'm, I'll say that. If your you know, goal was to make a baller of the week, yeah, I don't think you've made it once ever, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, so Jelani Tavai, you are this week's oopsie doopsie of the week, and I don't give a shit what PFF says. If PFF gives them a, a 90, uh, I don't know. I don't know what I'll do. I'll cancel my subscription tomorrow. I actually... <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah so. bro i agree with you he was not good today obviously he was slow on that touchdown um and then also like he was kind of close to Devonte adams he just doesn't have to speak keep up on Devonte's touchdown um on that third and 14 pass as well like you you saw it you know he's just he's not good in zone he can't shed blocks he's not he's just not fast he's not like uh i don't know bro i don't i don't think he belongs in the league that, that might be a little harsh but like, I shouldn't be tweeting constantly every week, why is 51 on the field? 
please and thank you get 51 off the field. Like, why should I have to tweet this every single week? I just don't understand it. I don't understand. What I mean, like, see this guy. I don't want to be rude, but, like, does he even deserve a chance to be on the roster? I just, I mean, who, who's, I mean, who's worse? Like, who's worse than him? Like, you could probably go out and sign a guy from the street that's probably better than Tavai right now. What has he done? What has he done positive for you? Dude, I, I haven't really seen much from him. Um, His rookie year, he showed a little flashes, but, like, he's gotten worse. Like, I I, I, don't, I never saw those flashes. I, I've seen people talk about them. What, what flashes did you see his rookie year? I don't know. You just saw him, like, kind of, like, line up at edge, line up at Mike, and kind of, like, make some plays. You, you don't see that this year. He's lost. He's, he's slow. Doesn't shed blocks. Awful in zone. His awareness is really bad. It's just, I mean, he's not I, a good player, bro. And, that, like, it's not his fault the Lions drafted him. Like, kudos yeah, to him. He made his millions or whatever. Good for him. Yeah. But it's like, I mean, the guy's just not good. Yeah, no. I mean, I think, honestly, if Jameis Winston didn't throw the ball right in his gut last year, I don't think anybody say they, they saw any single flash of Jelani to buy. That's just me, personally. I don't know. That's me. I'm not going to speak for other people. But I'm just saying, if Jameis Winston didn't throw the ball right in Jelani Tavai's gut, where, I mean, if he didn't catch the ball, the the, the ball's probably stuck in his gut, and he's going to have to get surgery on it. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. That's me, personally. He's oopsie doopsie of the week. I don't think anyone has any arguments here. But Yeah, no arguments. All right. That is a wrap for this episode of the Pride Podcast. If you guys want to stay tuned for tomorrow, uh, we will have a voicemail episode that we will be recording on Monday night, and it will be dropping on Wednesday morning. Uh, So leave a voicemail at 313-355-3116. I made sure that is correct this time, so leave a call at that number, and you you guys could share your opinions, your thoughts, your your rants, whatever you got on this game. And um, I want to ask a question, and I want you guys to answer this question. Pierre says Daryl Bevel deserves a fair shot at head coach. I want to hear your guys' response, and we'll listen to those tomorrow night, and we'll drop that on Wednesday morning. So on that, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and iTunes if you want. I mean, I saw people saying, do I have to leave a five-star review? I mean, I guess you technically don't, but it's it's appreciated. So um, on that note, I hope you guys all enjoyed, and we're out. Peace. All right, guys. Hope you guys are all staying safe during this time, and I'm out. Peace. Football is back in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on all the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going an extra mile to make sure you get every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to teams, players, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonus today and start wagering on wins, divisions, and championship features all day, every day. 
Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all their great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget, use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.